Welcome to Going Guilt Free, the podcast for people pleasers, rescuers and fixers who are exhausted, drained and fed up with not being seen. It's time to break free of those patterns of self-sabotaging behaviour, put yourself first, get over the past and learn how to enjoy this messy life without feeling guilty. So, episode three of Going Guilt Free, defensiveness. Have you ever been told that you are being defensive? Have you ever felt instinctively that you're being defensive? And the reason I'm talking about this this week is that it's come up in some conversations that I've been having with clients and with people And I've also noticed it within myself after some, you know, some goings on in my own life. And that's often what happens is, you know, some, I am aware of people going through these situations and I'm experiencing them myself and it, myself, and it just really inspires me to, you know, to look into where do these feelings come from? And yeah, so that's why I am talking about feeling and being defensive this week and it feels like a really natural follow-on from episode two which was about anger if you haven't had the chance to listen to that yet please do go back and have a listen because this is a very different uh, situation so when I'm talking about defensiveness I'm talking about when really we need to take responsibility for you know, a situation that we have created, or we've maybe made a mistake, or we've caused somebody some hurt in some way. And there is an opportunity for us to, you know, to stop, take ownership of that situation and, and reflect on our own behaviour, our own, you know, thinking about that particular situation. And so, I'm going to give you some pointers as to what being defensive or feeling defensive could look like for us. So it could be that we are, you know, we're having a conversation with somebody and they have said something about something we have done that, you know, immediately we feel our barriers come up, our guard comes up and we actually, we stop listening to what they're saying and we feel that we go on, you know, we actually go on the defensive and we make excuses for what we're being criticised for. Maybe we blame somebody else for what's happened or we blame the person that we're talking to. We accuse, you know, that person we're in conversation with of doing the exact same thing that they are accusing us of. And we will go to great lengths to, you know, to justify our actions And essentially what we are doing is looking to shift that discomfort and that fault that we are perhaps being accused of or that we're we're feeling. We're looking to shift that to somebody else because we are not comfortable with feeling that discomfort. We are not comfortable with criticism. And what happens is often we end up in a vicious cycle because we can't bear we can't bear those feelings 
So what we do is we then start to point out somebody else's flaws and that then makes them defensive, which then feeds into our defensiveness. And you can see how arguments very, very quickly you know, can spiral out of control and can become very dramatic. You know, we've all been in those situations or many of us have been in those situations where we've said things to somebody that we care about, that we deeply regret because we've been very much caught up in that moment and trying to defend our position. And so why does this happen? Why do we go on the defensive? And often it's a it's a way of combating a feeling of powerlessness or helplessness. So if you'd perhaps been bullied at any point in your life, particularly as a child, it might be that you are more likely to spring into that defensive stance a lot quicker because you are you are defending that helpless, powerless version of yourself. You are doing your best to protect you know, that part of you that was treated badly. Maybe you, you know, you weren't you've you've not been heard at some point in your life by a parent or a caregiver or you know, somebody who's really important, um, an important figure in your life, like a boss, a sibling. There's a number of ways that this could play out. But if you have ever felt that you were not heard then you may be more likely to become defensive a lot quicker because, again, you are doing your best to protect that part of you. And often it can be learned behaviour. If your parents or caregivers acted in that way, they were very defensive, then you will have learned that is what you need to do when arguments begin. Ultimately, though, in the long run, being defensive is going to be very, very draining and is not, I mean, we know this, don't we? It's not going to solve the problem because what we're doing is simply deflecting from, we're deflecting from the real issue at heart. And that is that we, as humans, are often unable to take criticism and to accept that feedback and then to reflect on it and do something with it you know we leap into action very very quickly so if you followed me or if you've been in my world for a while you may have heard me share content from Brene Brown and I'm currently reading her latest book which is called Atlas of the Heart where she walks you through I think it's 87 emotions slash feelings and she talks to you about where they stem from how they manifest and it's a really lovely it's a bit like a dictionary of emotions I think it really gives you the you know the opportunity to look into the feelings that are perhaps problematic for us The beauty of this particular book is that it's also looking at the positive emotions too, which is a really lovely stance. So defensiveness came up on in the book about a week or so ago. And uh, so and I've read it. I've read this particular part over and over again. And what she says is, is that being defensive is is a way to protect our egos. You know, and our egos are that part of us that is very often easily wounded 
it's 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 the part of us that we often identify with but it isn't actually really the truth of who we are and defensiveness will kick in when we have very fragile self-esteem and if we attach our worthiness to our failures and our mistakes then our self-esteem is going to be very much lower than it could be so if every time something goes wrong or you make a mistake you then take that as an indication of your worthiness or lack of worthiness then your self-esteem will be incredibly fragile and therefore it's more likely that your levels of defensiveness may be higher and so what she talks about in the book which is so fascinating is that the direct opposite of that is grounded confidence which I love because actually a lot of us struggle with the idea of being confident because we may have been told when we were kids don't be too confident don't be too cocky so we're frightened of actually being assertive you know in a clear grounded way because we don't want to come across as cocky and so what what she talks about in the book is how grounded confidence is where we're able to accept our imperfections without letting them diminish our self-worth absolutely perfect so it's that being able to recognize that you know there is no such thing as perfect we all have our flaws we all have our failings we will all make mistakes because that is human but that that does not detract from our enoughness we are enough we are worthy exactly as we are nothing can take away from that making a mistake will not make you less worthy so if we can ground into that and we can accept that as the truth then defensiveness does not even need to come into play so what often happens i mean of course that's the you know that's the that's the dream okay but if you know what often happens is we are called out around an area of weakness so somebody criticizes us for not doing something very well or for making a mistake and what we do is we take that as an attack on our self-worth and we fight we literally go into fight mode and also we don't often want to hear things that might actually differ from how we see ourselves so if we think of ourselves as you know I'm a kind caring person and somebody calls me out on something that perhaps makes me question the truth of that I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm gonna struggle to hear it and I'm likely to go on the defensive because my my ego wants protecting from that that view my ego wants to believe that I'm kind and caring all of the time and you know whilst we might all endeavor to be kind and caring that that doesn't mean that we won't we won't make mistakes and we won't you know be the opposite of that at some point so we don't want to hear this criticism we don't want to hear this feedback and so we blame someone else we discredit someone else we discount someone else's opinion or we reinterpret the information in some way you know we've oh that's not how it happened that's not how i remember it and we find ways to 
mould what we're hearing to suit how we want to be seen and how we want to feel about ourselves. And of course, what happens is we then really miss out on an opportunity to really hear some feedback from somebody and then get the chance to reflect on that and make changes. Now, of course, this is, you know, often dependent on somebody being able to deliver the feedback in a way that is clear and assertive and not rooted in a defensiveness stance from them. So it's a really difficult, it's a really fraught and difficult area. But it's a great area for us to really reflect on and look at how we can take responsibility for our reactions and our responses. And, you know, a great place to start is to think about, well, what does defensiveness look like for you? And this is what Brene talks about in the book. Start with you. If we are looking to change things externally, you know, we're going to struggle because we can't control how people behave. We can't control what people say to us, but we do get to choose our responses. So a good place to start is to think about a time when you have received some difficult feedback and think about how that felt for you in your body. We'll remember the the annoyance, the frustration, even the anger, but I want you to really think about where you feel that sensation in your body. There may be, you know, common physical responses like crossing our arms, heart rate suddenly increases. And what we get is that feeling of being threatened. And once we can tap into our physical responses to, you know, situations where we become defensive, what we get to do as a result of that is create some strategies to cope with this feeling. We get to look for ways that we can, you know, be with that feeling, take a time out if we need to. Say to the other person, I really want to hear what you have to say, but I'm just going to need to take a few minutes to collect my thoughts. You know, we can do that. We get to choose. And and I think it's really important to mention that that doesn't mean that it's not going to be difficult. When I was training to be a mindfulness um, practitioner, teacher, my mindfulness teacher said to me, you know, it's not going to not be difficult. And she was talking about, you know, those moments when we feel like we're being hijacked by our feelings, by a situation, by someone else's behavior. And it's not about you know, eradicating these responses that we have. It's about creating an awareness of them and working with them because we all experience these responses, every single one of us, in varying degrees. The more awareness we can create around them, the more we can learn to manage them and work with them and reflect and change what we want to change. And that is the crux of it. You know, we get to take responsibility for our actions and reactions. As human beings, we will do anything, anything to avoid feeling shame, feeling that discomfort that we've got something wrong, you know, so we, we often try and deflect that shame. 
you know, and this is this is even linked into other things, other behaviours that we demonstrate, you know, like we numb out when we don't want to feel shame. You know, we drink too much. We indulge in food. We numb out on social media. We numb out on TV. Because All of this is because we are uncomfortable with the feelings of shame. And I will, I will do an episode on shame at some point. It's a massive topic, but it's a really important one. But the longer we put off feeling these difficult feelings, the more they become deeply rooted in us and the more problematic it can be. So the starting place, as with all of these, all of these things that I talk about, is the awareness. Get clear on what, you know, what your responses are. Think about what actually helps you when you feel these physical feelings because you'll be aware of the physical you know the physical responses will be very strong and having techniques that will keep you grounded into your body because what happens is we go into that fight mode and we're up in our heads and the red mist is there and we can't see a way out of it and we know that you know we're right and we have to get our point across and we're not listening to the other person and actually if we can slow things down take some time out breathe create some space move our bodies we get to calm down we get to reflect and we get to choose how we respond and you know it's really about taking ownership and learning to sit with the discomfort knowing that we have a choice to reflect and that we can choose a different path and also you know if somebody is criticizing you and feeling defensive it doesn't make it true so we don't have to respond with defensiveness. I do this with my children, actually, when they say mean things to each other. You know, one will come to me and say, oh, she said this. And the first thing I always say to them is, is it true? And they will say no. Okay, then, just because somebody says something, it doesn't mean that it's true. And obviously, if it is true, if they've done something, then we get to work through that too. And that's also about taking ownership. But you know, we get we get to choose, and this is such an important facet of this whole topic. And we need to take responsibility. And I want, you know, I want to leave you with the thought that imagine, you know, imagine how things could be different if we all took responsibility, if we all took ownership of our feelings and and the mistakes that we make, but in a way that doesn't reduce our worthiness just in a really authentic honest brave way yes I made that mistake yes I can do something differently next time if we all approached our relationships with grounded confidence you know things could be so different our self-worth would not take a hit every time we got something wrong and there would be less conflict and I want you to remember my parting thought parting comment is that you know you are worthy just as you are perfectly imperfect Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. 
please feel free to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. If you aren't already, head on over to Facebook and join my free group, The Empowered Collective. I really look forward to spending some time with you again soon. Bye.